Hey guys, it's Neha Sharma and again um telling you the story which was the house of twinning roses. So, let's continue. While the outside world drowned with apprehension, the house of twinning roses hummed with emotions and activities. Every year the house got fresh paints done, new potted plants installed, and garden chairs placed for breeze-clad summer evenings. The red hilly soil gradually turned to a darker shade as gardening became hectic. Shami planted a silver oak, a eucalyptus, a randachura, and a neem in four corners of the house. Mitra informed Indu, he is so passionate about it. The Radhashura had already started illuminating the front of the house with hundreds of its luminous pink flowers. You will love it. The tree, an extra large umbrella, opened out its multiple arms and created a cool shade. Stray dogs and beggars slept under it on summer afternoons outside the wall where the tree had leaned out. The silver oak shot up above the slanting roof and often murmured to the sky. Firam tree, Shami chuckled. The siblings were learning new words. Someone had told them witty was not a polite word. Mitra wondered if Firang was polite. It was a sort of hyperbole they indulged in because the oaks grew in lands populated by white fox seen only in movies and picture postcards. Hindu laughed at that hypothesis. Really? Hindu, our flirtatious eucalyptus with slender small leaves, a smooth, slim grey-white trunk, elegant branches like a woman's arms, and the perpetual fragrance in its suave body, coats, dreary-looking passers by carrying droopy shopping bags and dog-eared office files and spread in us a faint excitement that is perhaps the ceiling of youth in ourselves. Mitra added in the next letter. You are so good at descriptions, Mitra. I wanted to see if all that is true. She wrote back. I am tempted to visit your companion trees. Mitra told her the knee was truly the soulful one. Thoughtful and friendly, it gazed at the house like the two were best friends. Starry showers of flowers and leaves fell on the roof and the porch and the stairs keeping insects from crawling all over the awnings. Shami and Mitra sat on the cemented sides of the stairs in the evening without a care for caterpillars, centipedes or small black bugs. Come summer, the neem tree cooled the house with its shade. In mild winter, the tree and the house basked in the sun, inhaling fragrances of mustard seasoning, roasted groundnuts and sesame candies, being prepared in neighborhood homes. Little ash-brown doves cooed on a papaya tree, while sparrows chirped on the branches of gooseberry trees. Flocks of parrots swooped down to eat chilies in the backyard early morning. Spirals ran up and down Mitra's favorite star fruit tree, knocking down big 
black ants that preferred marching all day long. The children picked pale green limes to be pickled at home and shook fists at raucous crows that feasted on tinny guavas even before they turned pink inside. Not a stray thought spoiled the maid in that house, while in the city, people went about nervous and vexed. Reading about the garden, Indu exclaimed, Indu's house did not have trees, only house plants on windows. Indu kept saying she would visit Mitra, but only if she found time. Found time from what? Mitra never understood. The rose cutting too had become an elegant twinning vine, laden with lovely summer roses, the white flowers though without fragrance hung in bunches, like eager faces we chatted too. These look good, but who knows where they are from, said one sarcastic neighbor, eyeing the bobbing flowers. Their origin did not matter to the young girl. For us, roots are those that grow in the earth's belly, and origins are where we find them to be growing, Mitra wrote to Indu. Mitu, you are so poetic, a little too philosophical, Indu wrote back. Certainly the roses too, probably don't really care much for that neighbor of yours. They did not. They came from the wild by a brook. Someone had brought along a bow to adorn a home and had planted it in the city. The rose plant was happy growing into a gorgeous climbing creeper. Rising radiantly above the pillars, threading through lattice designs on the wall and hanging in sheer abandon in snowy splendor.